everyone and what is going on welcome to the xbox roundtable podcast and of course this is episode number 154 the absolute best place on sunday nights to just kick back listening to xbox news and other gaming news going on of course i'm your host invader and we've got a lot of xbox stuff to go over tonight there's been interesting partnerships that have formed and popped up and of course some rumors getting quickly debunked but before we get into all the news, let me introduce everyone on tonight's show. With us tonight, we have an awesome community member who has been on the show before, like uh, probably about a year ago or so. Please welcome again, Gaming Forte. How you been, bud? I've been good, man. Uh, yeah, the last time I was on here, it's like half the stu- half the panel came down with the flu. It couldn't come. <laughs> I remember that episode. Yeah, but it's 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 been a while. It don't. It don't seem like it's been a while, but everything compared to 2020 has just been like a drag. So when you asked to be here, I was like, oh, yeah, man, it's definitely definitely want to come back and do that again because it was super fun. So thanks for the invite. Yeah, of course, Um, because I think that time, too, uh, this was before Centurion was a panel member. You two were uh, the guests on the show. So that's why it's pretty memorable. Yeah, we were. I was so excited. I was like, I get to meet Megatron, Tim and none Bob, of them were here. Everybody, nobody showed up. At the th- I was like, it was me, wasn't it? It's me. <laughs> I know. Oh, I got another chance. I got my second chance to miss Tim Dog in a stream. I was like, oh Tim, where you at? <laughs> the great Tim. The great Forte. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Tim. I wish I was on a yeah. wish I was on a podcast with four thousand viewing members. So <laughs> we had five thousand. Well, yeah, crazy. right. I, I literally just undersold it. <laughs> oh, brother! Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a while before we reach those numbers. But hey, you know, gotta keep positive. And uh, hey, we got a really jam packed panel tonight. Uh, and speaking of Timmy, let's uh, get moving on over to the TXR regulars. Uh, Tim, how you been doing the past week, bud? Man, loving Xbox. Happy uh, this Beth- Bethesda deal still going, still riding that high. Uh, watching all the Xbox fans, loving loving Xbox. A lot of positivity. Jeremy Down, his new name is Jeremy Upper, because all the guy <laughs> does is talk about how he loves Xbox. And how he wants them to stomp the the neck of Sony, but uh, right. happy to be here. And uh, you know uh, what a great podcast it is, and we have a great guest in uh, Mr. Jamie Forte, one of the most knowledgeable guys going. Oh, appreciate abso- that absolutely. I really appreciate uh, Forte's, um, you know, his videos and his commentary, uh, whether it be his own stuff on his channel or on the uh, the panels that he's a part of, part of his own podcast. I just, I really appreciate his uh, discussions, to say the least. Very knowledgeable. And, all right, moving down the list here. Centurion, 50 Cent in the house. What's new and exciting, brother? What is up, gentlemen? It's Sunday night. I get to sit here and kick it with our guest Gaming Forte and the um, other amazing legends right here on the TXR podcast. Um, Man, what can I talk about? I'm still trying to find the end of Star Wars Squadrons. Like I said earlier, that game is uh, actually longer than I thought it would be. Um, And that's pretty much it. (laughs) I haven't done anything too spectacular. Um, But I think the next game on the horizon, though, is I think I'm actually going to start tackling um, Watch Dogs 2 
because for some reason, I don't know, I feel intrigued by Watch Dogs Legion, but I don't want to get it until I play Watch Dogs 2. Mm. Anybody here try it? Can't say I that I have. Watch Dogs game, so. Yeah. You the man on that one. Yeah, I can't say that Watch Dogs really, like, Legion, in this case, really excites me, to be honest, but... I don't know. I might give it a chance down the line. I have I such a backlog. I can only play so many Ubisoft games in one calendar year. Mm. <laughs> that first one had a really cool... I love the, like, you'd be playing your single-player story, and then you'd be like, something's off here. And then, like, that car is moving backwards. It's like, wait, See? that's not an NPC. And it right. I played the first one. I remember that. In your game. That part was cool. Um, but... I don't know. I haven't played the Legion. Did that one just drop? Uh, it's gonna drop at the end of August. Uh, I mean, excuse me, August, October. Yeah. October, and uh, I I enjoyed the first game. I want to check out the sa- the second game because I had a friend tell me that the second game was better than the first game, but they also didn't like the Adrian Pierce character for some reason. I did. So. It's kind of mixed on Adrian Pierce. A lot of people like like the dry, like how dry he was, but they also like the story behind the whole family. I actually enjoyed it. I think the problem with this one is I kind of checked out of this generation when it comes to the games that's coming out before the system. So the fact that this game is coming out right before these systems launch, and then you got Assassin's Creed coming out on the same day as the systems. Then a week later, you got Cyberpunk, and I'm a huge Destiny fan, and Destiny launches their new DLC on November 10th. So it's like, when it comes to Watch Dogs, I'm like, when am I going to have time to actually play this game? I'm glad you said Cyberpunk, and forgive me for asking this question because I know this is the intros, but is anybody here kind of like underwhelmed at cyberpunk at this point? Because no, though, I think you're the only me, one buddy. No, for no. me, for those, for those who are in the, what I mean by underwhelmed is, you know, that those, uh, those next gen, um, basically what makes that game next gen is not going to be there until 2021. So yeah. there is, there, there is a part of me that's just like, Oh man. So that means you're not going to like, I remember buying, Assassin's Creed Origins, sticking it into my Xbox One S at the time, going, okay, cool. And then I put that game away until the Xbox One X launched like two weeks later because I wanted to get the full um, the full experience with that game with uh, the Xbox One X enhancements. And I feel like I'm having the same dilemma in my head now. Like, do I want to wait for those enhancements to play Cyberpunk? Well, that, well partic- that particular game, you're going to uh, easily, easily go 300, 400, 500 hours. But that's where do you want, but do you want, oh, the first half of that game was all right. But the second half, oh, my God, when they put that patch in, oh, my God, that changed the game. That's why. Do you want that to be the full experience? You want or do that you want full, to- breathtaking graphical impact, right? That's what you're looking for. It's I, I, like- I, that, well, I'm weighing the options. Yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. like, because at least that's what I wanted for Assassin's Creed. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I mean, Assassin's Creed Origins, that moment where you look out over the desert and you see all the palm trees and the detail in the palm trees. Because at that time, I had never gamed on a PC. I didn't know what the hell 4K looked like on a damn screen right. and freaking gaming. Yeah. And when you look at it in freaking Assassin's Creed Origins, when I turned on that X, you're like, oh, my God, this is freaking awesome looking. The only thing yeah. with that is, it's like if you do that, you know, you got to deal with every single podcast talking about whether they like cyberpunk or not and all the ins and outs. And you got to avoid all the, well, like, I'm you know, the spoilers. 
Yeah. Well, that- see, I'm I'm taking the like my for me. The fact that the patch, I, I'm with you. The fact that the patch isn't coming day one, it's not coming till later on, is kind of the main reason why I'm not playing it on Xbox day one. Now, when that patch does release, I will be playing it on Xbox then, because I'm definitely going to buy it on um on Xbox. And by that time, we might get some type of sale on the game too. So but you I'm buying double it. dip. Yeah, I'm double dip because I'm buying on PC okay. day one because PC day one gonna have the they gonna have everything I want. I want si- I want sixty frames per second or higher. And I want ultra realistic graphics. Um, the fact that this is a single player game and there's no multiplayer component to it, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Not playing it on my Xbox day one, but when when that new patch does hit Xbox, I will double dip because I'm kind of an achievement whore and I kind of want to get all of them in that game. So I'm gonna do it <laughs> on Xbox too. But uh, I just see myself doing that game just as much as I did Witcher 3 four times in one generation on different platforms. So uh, it's going to be like probably the long grind on that game for Windows me. Store. Right on the Windows Store, probably still get Xbox achievements that way. Probably. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, yeah. In case you don't want to play it on your double dip just to get the achievements. Well, that's if it's available, if it's if you can, um, because everybody's going to end up buying that thing through either GOG or uh, Steam, and um, it's not, if you can't buy it in the Windows Store, because that's probably where I would buy it at, just so I don't have to double dip on achievements. I can, like, play it over there and get them all at one time. But GOG. Do, uh, play uh, games, uh, good old games, that's who, um, that's their launcher for, uh, they have, a lot of people don't know that, that, um, um, that uh, CG Project Red have their own launcher. They're just like Steam, but oh, they I have a, that. No. yeah, they have a uh, DRM free launcher. Like every game you buy from them, you pretty much own. Even if the servers get shut down, they give you a master key to all of the games. So even if the internet crashes, you can still download. You can still like play those games natively on your system without an internet connection. So. That's why I try to buy as many games from them as possible. But if yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that's stopping me from buying the game on Xbox Day One is because of the Day One patch. Because everything else, I'm buying Day One on my Xbox. Totally, totally. All right, moving down the list here, guys. Megatron, have you uh, you been playing anything the past week or so? Yo, outside of um, just the usual destiny um not too much uh, you know i i say i want to get into new things and i get pulled mm. in different directions and you know i just end up just playing destiny for now but uh hopefully this week i'll have a little more no uh, chance with that. To... yeah <laughs> ain't no wrong that's with that mm-hmm. i just want to get um we're getting ready for um you know uh the 10th right when we get that dlc coming out so um i gotta get that power yeah. level up i made a promise to myself though this generation because i this generation, man, Destiny killed this generation for me. Like, I mm-hmm. I came into this generation with just under just under seventy nine thousand achievement points. I'm leaving it just under a hundred thousand. Like seven <laughs> years, and I only got twenty thousand achievement. I know people that's got that in one month, and I got that over seven years, and that's because. I play nothing but Destiny, and I I promised myself next generation I'm still going to play Destiny because I still I love that game to death, but I'm definitely going to make sure I play a whole bunch of other stuff because I feel like this generation just was like nothing but one game and got a war for me. 
Oh, Forte, we got to link up then, bro. We, we got to play some Destiny together, man. You know? Oh, I'm that's every day. Every day. It'll be when I get off this podcast, I'll be on there. <laughs> you Are you PC for now, or are you, are you No, I'm, I, I jump back and forth, because I play... Shout out to the Action Luca. That's my um, fire team member, so me, her, and a couple other people, um, that's why I jump back and forth between console and PC. Like, I'd rather play on PC, but, you know, that's the one thing that Xbox Live gives you, that ecosystem, that community that you just don't have on PC unless you've been there forever. And that's like one of the main reasons why I will always have an Xbox in my house because that's where, I mean, you'd be surprised how many people on my friends list I've known since 2001 when Xbox Live launched. It's like most of my friends list is people I've known for over, over tw- almost 20 years. It's kind of crazy. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing with uh, Destiny 2 with with Game Pass, the expansions are going in day one, right? So. Yep. Day one free. Don't even have to. Well, you go well, free with Game Pass. I, I guess people get mad when you say Game Pass ain't free. Well, if you paid a dollar for the upgrade, man, you can't get no closer than free than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you're absolutely correct on that, my friend. All right. Moving uh, along down here. Eric Shockley, buddy. Uh, hey, how's the uh, game cl- uh, the game collection selling going on? You still doing that? Uh, that's that's pretty much done. Pretty much a done deal. Uh, uh, yeah, I got pretty much. I'm down to like a few original Xbox games, but they'll be gone here probably soon. Uh, hmm. But yeah, it was the same way in uh, Destiny. For Destiny One, I played just religiously, um, and definitely missed out on a lot of other like. Multiplayer five, or multiplayer with like Halo Five. All my buddies jumped on to do that. And I'm like, well, they just released hard mode for Taken King. I can't just stop. <laughs> but but yeah, Destiny Two. They do need to improve that uh, coming back for like for players that come back like from long breaks. It's it's terrible, at least in my user experience. There's just so much you don't know what you're supposed to do, and it's just. I'm as a longtime Destiny player who bought Destiny 2 on the you know when it first debuted and played through the first raid and then coming back like months later after taking a break it's just like I I can't play this even though I used to play it like every day <laughs> but lately I have a question for you Shock the new update that's coming that's actually going to be free with Xbox Game Pass um if I never played or I don't play that much, could I jump in a game with, say, somebody like you who's played the game a lot, and could we start fresh from that, that update? Or does previous playing still play into that, and, like, my light level will be much lower where you, we can't even play? Oh, no, you could. I think you could play with anybody. It, I think it does level. I, my, I can't remember, but I think it does, like, scale to that like person so like if he's playing you'll be maybe tougher for that person but not for the other person but i haven't played in so long so if they if they do if they do it like they normally they do big dlcs like they did in the past everybody gets moved up to the same level oh yeah that's right so everybody will get scaled to whatever that base level is which i think in this one is going to be 1050 and everybody will start off the same. The only difference is you just won't have some of the weapons that other people have. But you'll but when it comes to like content, you'll be right in line to start right from day one with the people that's already been playing. Yeah, I hope they use okay. it kind of like as a Thank new you. refresh, kind of like Taken yeah. King was. Like just 
but well, I don't know. Don't they make you still build up to be able to do raids? Like you're not able to do raids right off the get go. Well, nobody will be able to. Like yeah. it's going to be build up to that. Yeah, everybody that starts the DLC, they haven't announced what the raid levels are going to be yet, but normally it's about 50 levels higher than what you start at. So the people that grind for it over that week, they'll get close to it, but then people that barely play, because that's normally where the divide happens, that the people that want to try to raid day one, they race so far ahead, and then that's when your friends be like, bro, you like left me behind. I'm like, well, bro, you ain't play enough. You need to get in here and play. That's annoying. <laughs> you need to play this every day, every hour. Well, that's the thing about, but that's free. the thing about Destiny, though. Yeah. You know, I've never finished a raid, so just put the hell out there, uh, Cardito. Uh, 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 waiting on him. Oh. <laughs> But I will say I did sell my uh, PS4. Got 200 from GameStop, so that's pretty nice. Good. Did you get it? Uh, did you put it towards your system, or did you get it put yeah. on the car? I have a digital. They still haven't canceled my other pre-order, but because nice. that was the one that sent in that I think uh, when you were on Cognito's uh, podcast, who <laughs> sent it in saying I just got two at that same store. They said one of each, so I was like, well, oh yeah, you were lucky you me. <laughs> because it wasn't supposed to be one of each. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's yeah, that's fine. I was like, all right, as long as they uh, don't cancel it. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully they cancel the physical one then. Um, Ooh, you want the digital they, one? I got two. Yeah, one of each because that's how he let me do it. He's like, well, since they're different, skews, and you can do it. Oh, but, okay. Um, but I, I had PT on my uh, PS4, so hopefully I can still re-download it on the PS5. Hopefully that re-download uh, link is still working on YouTube, so or the link there's out there because you can re- re-download even if you lost as long as you were originally downloaded it in the past but right right but we'll see i remember, I remember when those systems were going for like 800 dollars if you had pt on oh, it yeah, if you had the demo yeah i remember that crazy but now someone's recreated it anyway on pc basically and unreal yeah all right all right and uh last but not least jeremy what's going on at your end man doing well doing well what's going on my mr canadian uh just relaxed all day man it was it's been nice the last couple of weeks here, but today was freaking nippy. So played some xCloud, uh, took my new SIG uh, P320 M17 out. Um, that thing's sweet. Hardly any recall, but um, yeah, everything's good, man. Just trying out this xCloud, trying to play as many games as possible, and looking forward to the questions tonight. Mr. Forte, thank you, sir. Oh, no, you're welcome, man. Happy yeah, to be here. Definitely, Jeremy. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's the uh, long weekend up here in Canada, the Thanksgiving holiday long weekend. So uh, yeah, just been taking it easy myself. I've uh, been playing a few games when I got the chance. And yeah, going to load up on Turkey tomorrow, that's for sure. All right, fellas. Uh, we will move on to the first topic of the evening. And hey, earlier this week, a partnership was announced between Microsoft and GameStop. And honestly, this was really out of nowhere. This deal enables and provides a differentiated and personalized in-store experience through tools provided by Microsoft, such as Dynamics 365, Surface Notebooks, and Teams. As well, GameStop will be promoting the Xbox All Access program. Guys, again, this is something that we weren't necessarily expecting, though we have been expecting both Microsoft and Xbox to be getting very aggressive on all fronts going into the next gen of gaming. I will start off with Gaming Forte on this one. 
Buddy, being a GameStop employee, what's your takeaway from this? Is this something that's very significant or maybe not right now, but later on, perhaps? Uh, Well, first, it was shocking. I found out from Rand retweeting me and uh, telling me that I work for Microsoft now. And I was like, huh? And I start looking <laughs> and I was like, what's going on here? Because I got I like wake up and I'm, I, I'm at work and I got like. 20 plus messages and I like click on it and click away. The next thing I know it refreshing this. I said, it's 20 more. I said, this is what it feels like to be ran. You like always got 20 notifications every time you open your phone. Kind of crazy. But um, no, I think the biggest thing for uh, a lot of people, what they don't realize, I think it's mostly enterprise. I think a lot of back end stuff, they they're using, um, they're using um what's the name 35 they're using they're going to be having surface um pros inside stores for people to be able to use a la like apple does with their ipads and like um at&t because at&t uses stuff like that too uh it's just going to make it more of a fuller customer experience um more inviting you know it gets people instead of them standing behind the counter it gets you out on the floor and, and, and engaging with the guests right there at the point of transaction when it comes to showing them things on the wall and stuff like that i think with the fact that microsoft closed all of their with i think they have a few but for the most part they closed pretty much every last one of their microsoft stores uh, this gives Microsoft a chance to have a footprint still in the physical space when it comes to retail. Uh, people don't realize how big GameStop is, even knowing it has definitely fallen off a lot when it comes to what customers think when they first think about gaming. It's not, you know, it's not the first thing that some people think of. It's kind of crazy to me because people will literally name five or six different places and not even name GameStop. And I'm like, wow, you either you have a mental block to think that you just hate GameStop that much where you just don't mention them at all. Or you just don't think of them as a, a viable place to buy these games and stuff that. But um, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo will definitely differ with you because they still make sure that they have all of the product they need. Uh, and there's a misconception that they don't think that GameStop will push stuff like Game Pass and stuff. And I can tell you in my area alone, that is one of the biggest selling points of the Xbox for a lot of people because let's be for real, an attach is an attach and it's all about the customer experience. And if you give a customer everything they need and they feel like you're genuinely helping them get the best deal, whenever they do need something, they're going to come back to your store. And I think Microsoft sees that as a benefit because guess what? All games don't go in Game Pass day one. There's a lot of third-party games that still are not available in Game Pass. Yes, Microsoft's first-party studio stuff is all there, and they do get some exclusive deals with other third-party and second-party publishers that they put in there, but they're still banking on people going to a store or going into the marketplace, buying Xbox cars, buying Xbox Live, buying controllers, buying headsets, all-access is going to be a really big one because GameStop is pushing that for them. Uh, so I think uh, the sky is the limit what this partnership can actually be. Um, I know some people are thinking like the revenue sharing part of it and I'm like, when they say the revenue sharing part, I think that has more to do with they say GameStop and they're going to benefit each other. I just think by Microsoft giving them these tools, it's going to make the ecosystem easier for people to get into because you're going to have things like all access. So people that weren't able to buy a system day one because they didn't have the funds to do it, 
GameStop is going to be a way of getting those people into the ecosystem. And the more people GameStop brings into the ecosystem helps them sell more products to those people. But it also helps Microsoft gain another subscriber to something like Game Pass and Xbox Live. And they, they can sell more games to those people. So I think that's where you see the revenue sharing part come in because it's more of just if you sell more of this one thing, it kind of sells more things to that person. They look at every person that buys an Xbox in a store. They say that person's worth five hundred to six hundred dollars. You know, they're gonna buy a bunch of stuff with that system. They may buy it on a system. They may buy it in store, but they're worth five hundred dollars easily for every system they buy. So that's what GameStop and well, that's what um, Microsoft is betting on, and it kind of just helps GameStop become more relevant because guess what? People weren't thinking about GameStop when he, before this call. Well, now they're thinking GameStop. Like, dude, GameStop can make it through this generation now. And I always thought GameStop was yeah. gonna make it through the generation. I just thought that it was going to be with a smaller footprint because that's the biggest thing. GameStop is definitely viable. It just comes down to they have a lot of stores way too many stores and they're going to downsize those stores until they get to a comfortable operating run and this just helps them sustain themselves a little bit longer you're going to see things like um Xbox become more prominent in the store because this isn't nothing new because Xbox at a certain point in time when you walked in a GameStop, if you've ever been in one lately, you notice when you first walk in, Nintendo is the first thing you see because Nintendo pays for that spot. People don't realize that everything that's in a store is because somebody paid to put it there. Nintendo pays to be in the front of a store at GameStop. People don't realize that. Yep. Microsoft with this deal it possibly could end up being that when you walk into a store this holiday, Microsoft is front and center. That could be part of the deal that they have with them saying, hey, we're going to give you these things to help your job a little bit easier, back-end support. You can support us by putting our stuff front and center in front of the store. We're not mm -hmm. saying you have to sell our stuff over <clears throat> other competitors, but this is going to be our way of saying, hey, front and center, first thing you see is Xbox all across the store. Then you start flowing into everything else. But people already know the the first thing you see, if you see Xbox, you might just gravitate to that before you anything else. You could also else. have uh, a Series S um, hands-on demo exactly. that is basically hooked up to uh, xCloud and Game Pass and the full library is right there. And it says right on the display for just $15 a month, you could have Blah and you could also get the console and get this. Yeah, and but that's another thing. People don't there's remodels that are happening in stores as we not not as we speak, but towards the end of this month. And a lot of stores, like quite a few of them, are getting switched over to like digital displays where they're going to have playable demos in the store. They'll have PC sections in the store. And this is all part of their 2.0 plan that's gonna allow them to be more impersonable with the guests up front. And this is before we even knew about the Microsoft stuff. So that's stuff that hasn't even even got you know permeated throughout the company on the level of the company that I'm at yet, but I trust, I guarantee you, we'll start hearing more and more of how this partnership is going to play itself out. But as of right now, I think it's an e-commerce move. It's more of an enterprise. It's basically saying we have all this inventory from all of our Microsoft stores that we're not using. And we can give this to GameStop to allow them to, you know, function and sell our products better to our guests. And we'll get something out of it by them selling our products more. And we get more of a foothold inside of the stores when it comes to where our placement is in the store. But like I said, that's all speculation because they really hasn't said anything about it over the course of the week. But if 
me just thinking about right. how it's been for the last few years, that's kind of the direction type of stuff like this always goes. They probably went this way as well because Amazon backed out of the deal with uh, All Access. Because that's no, if you try to search All Access yeah. now, it's gone. They're and they were could have. Yeah, a few months back. But. So gaming forte. The problem with game, and you would probably agree with me on this. The problem with GameStop is not their customer service, even though it's flawed, obviously. Yeah. The problem is the change in the industry moving yes. to digital. And you know, you and I both know that GameStop's customer base, you know, customers are coming few and far between now for GameStop because of it. You know, your yeah. customer counts are dwindling. Yeah. And the fact that COVID is speeding up the process for GameStop to, you know, basically to become extinct, GameStop has always banked on a couple things selling the hottest games and trading those in for the hot games in exchange to buy what you want to buy when you want to buy it. You know, gar margins for GameStop, again, you would know this, margins were extremely high because their ability to sell used games and items and basically repeating that process. So yeah. the digital era has hurt GameStop significantly. Uh, the same way it hurt places like Hollywood Video, the same way it hurt places like Blockbuster. And I think what needs to happen for GameStop to be relevant and to bring back those customers inside the door it, on a consistent basis, for example, the, the ability to like rent a digital game. If they can do something with that to where you have a code, you, co you go into GameStop, you pick out which game you want, and they'll give you a code issued by Nintendo or whatever, and you can rent that particular game out for like three days. I think it's something to think about uh, just for like, you know, whether it's through membership or they're paying cash for that. Um, I, remember, I just think, you know, I yeah, just think it's. Yeah. Well, yeah. Remember when GameStop, remember back in 2013, Microsoft's whole plan when it came to being yes. able to do digital games and selling them back. And mm -hmm. the only place, think about it, the only place you were able to do that at was at the Microsoft store. And that's right. why I think this whole thing about them closing okay. the Microsoft store is that could be part of this because right, trust yeah. me, if you could walk into a store and they could pull up your Xbox Live ID. They could pull up your mm -hmm. gamer tag and say, hey, these are the 600 games you have on your account. And you could start picking the ones that you want to sell back to them and get some type of credit to go towards more digital games or physical games. I think yeah. that is that could be definitely a move because it's not something right. that is alien because they that was the plan they had back in 2013 at the Microsoft store the level. Original DRM well, idea where you bring in your physical discs to the store and you can actually convert a physical disc into a digital. All of this uh, stuff license. is on the. I think yeah. all of this stuff is on the table because the one thing I've always said about what GameStop, not GameStop, what Microsoft was doing in Xbox, Xbox was always going to get back to the place that they wanted to get back to in 2013. They were just very far ahead of what everybody was expecting them to do coming out of the last generation. A lot more people right. are very receptacle to all the things that are happening in the generation now. Most people that are playing on Xbox are online. It's 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 not even mm -hmm. it's not even a joke. 
everybody pretty it's like you almost feel sacrilege if you don't have online and you're on xbox and i think more people be very receptive to the fact that they can like take their physical games in and trade them up and get digital copies and what would that do that will allow you to still maintain the games that you have digitally mm-hmm. it will give you could trade those physical games into a store like gamestop and that gives gamestop more inventory to sell more digital physical games to people that don't want yeah. to go all digital but so now- there's a bunch of stuff that can happen now imagine an application well you open up the store on microsoft or xbox yeah. and there now there's an option to rent the game for four days you know for x amount of dollars and it's it's issued by gamestop you know maybe yeah. that part partnership can happen but let's let's be clear you know gamestop made this move because they want in, more engagement in their stores absolutely microsoft made this deal because gamestop is an international business and they could reach gamers right because yep. right now when you look across uh you know gamestop is 5, really relevant stores. in the u.s primarily but it's yep. a win-win for each company i think you're gonna see gamestops around the world with more xbox and microsoft uh microsoft's real estate for sure um like you said you know playstation pays for real estate nintendo pays for real estate but i think now uh xbox Box is going to be featured and with them part- partnering with what 84 studios or something like that on accessories and all this other stuff that's coming out i think it's just a win-win for for uh, gamestop and microsoft xbox absolutely yeah my, i always my... thought oh you go first well, you go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All I was just going to say is I always thought that GameStop would have to do deals like this and create partnerships like this for them to pave a way for them to kind of evolve into still being part of gaming next generation uh, because, as Downer touched on, uh, a little bit of the GameStop model uh, is a little bit outdated. But um, Mm -hmm. I feel like because GameStop has been around for such a long time that if done right, um, it still can be a a relevant uh, staple in gaming. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a perfect combination of uh, we need you, you need me, and uh, I think it's going to be a start of a really nice relationship. Uh, if you remember during 2013-14, uh, I don't know, I know maybe Jeremy was, I don't know if you were Forte at the time, but GameStop was, they were basically really against Xbox because they were pushing the writing on the world, digital world, no trade-ins, uh, all the things that made um, GameStop basically, uh, you know, their business run or big right. things was basically being taken away from them in a very fast and furious way. Uh, and uh, if you remember at that time, a lot of GameStop was, um, they were against Xbox. I mean, you would go into a lot They're... of GameStops and, and people would just actively... <clears throat> not be positive about xbox i don't know i don't know if they were like uh on purpose you know purposefully against xbox oh, yeah I know, i'll answer that after you're done with that yeah i i know <laughs> that you know you go with what makes your business run and that's yeah. the profitability and, right. and at and that that's... point companies like nintendo and playstation were bringing in more profitability right. in terms of right. uh in terms of that so. so what I do see this, and as Gaming Forte pointed out, and he can answer the question about, uh, you know, the, the the time when Microsoft is kind of the, uh, uh, you know, the 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 you know black sheep of the console as as yeah. uh, you know, 
you know. Um, but I think that this now gives uh, them a way to get a positive look on Xbox. Uh, the Xbox All Access is a perfect spot to buy GameStop, to buy your, your to get that going. I think that the, the employees there are knowledgeable. They can get you set up there. Uh, you know, um, they could take you to the side and, and set that whole thing up because that does be that does involve, uh, you know, credit checks and, um, you know, I just think overall it makes a lot of sense to store uh, like Gaming Forte said the Microsoft stores, uh, they cut their stores, but they're basically now, uh, you know, they're they're combining with with GameStop, and I think that that uh, as we talked about, this is going to be something where it kind of grows. I can see the digital trade in. Uh, it makes sense for, listen, I can return my console, I guess, to Best Buy too, but the spot to always return stuff, and even if it's digital, is GameStop is, is the perfect spot to do that. So if I have, you know, I have 520 credit right now, I'm a, I'm a Power Up uh, member, and, and if I could trade in my games, my digital games, even if they were $4 on some titles and $2 on others, uh, I might be inclined to do that, especially like Maddens of the Madden 25s and, you know, the, the older Maddens, the older uh, the older uh, EA sports games. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see this being something very good for GameStop, very good for Xbox. And I think it's a move that, you know, most people will look at and say, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I think it's something that down the line could be a real strong partnership for Xbox and uh, hopefully, really, um, you know, with Xbox and Microsoft and, and GameStop, they can, you know, with Reggie on the board and Phil being really good friends with him, you can figure out ways to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, basically game, make GameStop uh, more, uh, keep it relevant, you know, and, and not like, like, you know, as we said, go by the wayside because we're going into a digital age. It doesn't mean, even though we're going to a digital age, as a consumer, doesn't mean that we don't have to we don't still need a store we still can have a store we can still have digital trade-ins we can still trade in our consoles um so yeah. the, the you know the things that you're able to do at gamestop are very beneficial for the cost consumer and as somebody who wasn't you know a big fan of them possibly because and i'm going to segue this to gaming forte was because i had bad experiences going there uh, as an Xbox fan and, you know, basically, you know, seeing what was, what, what went on, at least in my personal yeah. experience, you know, um, now those, I, I'm like happy about it. Yeah. Those bad experiences, Tim, come from just the experience of each employee. You know, you look at each employee inside GameStop and they're basically kids, you yeah, know, right. and mm-hmm. at that same time, you know, I, I know for a fact GameStop has a pretty good training program. It just depends on your manager, uh, you know, just on, on those particular issues, you know, the, yeah, how I, to handle certain situations yeah. at the I, store I, level. Yeah. I'd walk into a GameStop and, I mean, it was all, it would put so much PlayStation stuff on me, man. I almost felt like I had to hide my, my uh, Xbox game and kind of like, Pass it to the register and just like wish there was a self checkout where I could just go and and well, uh, grab a my lot of that. A lot of that's just due to pre- uh, preference, Megatron. They people are gonna sell and gravitate to what they know. Yeah. So if they know PlayStation, they're gonna sell PlayStation. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will never forget the day <clears throat> in a GameStop. Game. I had somebody. I had an employee tell me 
because I was there getting a PS4 Pro, and I just thought for kicks and giggles, I'd ask the question, convince me to buy a PS4 Pro. And he was like, oh, dude, he's like, it's just like the Xbox One X. I mean, they're exactly the same. And I'm like, because I'm a tech guy, it like struck a nerve for me. I'm just like, they're not exactly (laughs) the same. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. They are not exactly the same. Well, but I, I try. So <laughs> let's try to let's try to defend some of these poor GameStop people that's out there. So he's what's that is absolutely right. It is based on preference. You are going to gravitate what you are, what you love the most. And let's be for real. A lot there are more PlayStation fans than Xbox fans out there. Right. And that right. and that and that and that truly permeates through districts, stores associates that you hire in uh the reason like it's hard for me to say what it is across the company because on the company level the way that the store is set up is due to the the marketing deals that they have with these different uh publishers and these different companies you know when you see something in a certain place that's because the publisher or the manufacturer wants it there now when it comes to the customer experience with the associates that's based on how that associate feels about said product and what they know about said product. And you can definitely tell like ones that play on PlayStation and ones that play on Xbox, you can definitely get a, a jaded feel from them when it comes to talking about the opposite system. The, the one thing that I always tell being an Xbox fan, people ask me all the time. It's like, Hey, what's your favorite system? Or no, Hey, so what do you think is the best system? I'll be like, well, it basically is a personal preference. What do you like? Do you like single player games? Do you like multiplayer? Do you like, what is it that you look for? Where are your friends at? Those are things I ask. And depending on those answers, I steer them in the direction they want to go in. I say, hey, I like RPG games. I like a lot of single-player long games. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you know what? Sony would probably be the best system for you because at that point, that's what they had a lot of. Or I'll name certain games like, hey, did you play Halo? Did you play Gears of War? Are you more into like the the Tomb Raider-style games like Last of Us and uh, Uncharted? And when they start talking like that, I'm like, okay, well, this is a system that's good for you. But ultimately, it comes down to what their decision is. And then when they ask me, like, what's your preference? I'm Because, you know, a lot of people always want to know what your preference is. I say, well, my preference is Xbox, but that's mostly because I love Halo. I love the ecosystem. That's where all my <laughs> friends are. So I'm going to pick Xbox over PlayStation. But my favorite game on PlayStation is God of War. So I'm going to have a PlayStation mm-hmm. 2. So that's what I always try to tell people. It is kind of hard to get your associates like being me being the store manager, getting your associates to fall in that type of line of thinking. Like most of them only have one system. Like the predominant people in my store have PlayStations. But I yeah. tell them, I say, even though you got a PlayStation, you still have to take these level of trainings on Xbox so you can know about Xbox because you don't own one. So what games are coming out on Xbox this holiday that are people are talking about? What's the benefits of Game Pass? You know, the better that the store manager is at um, training and getting their associates in line, the better the conversation is going to be. But let's be for real, a lot of people don't put that extra step in there and they just let their store be whatever their store is. Because if you let your store be a PlayStation store, that's all it will be. If you want to be, that's all it will be. So so Gaming Forte, you don't know this, obviously, but I ran five different stores in the Los Angeles area for GameStop in my 20s. Nice. And... uh, I specifically hired people that were fluent in every system and every, you know, PC, uh, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, 
Xbox, and they played everything. So I built my business around that, uh, you know, and, and to make it more successful than, you know, say these other places. And those are the things I did. Um, I think um, what is interesting now is they move, they used to put, you know, you know, they used to push subscriptions, pre-orders, just yeah. everything on you. And they moved away from that a little bit. Um to be a little bit more customer service friendly inside these stores. Right. Mm. Dude, that's the biggest, well, that's always going to be the biggest push. And, and people don't realize that too. You know, they're never, they're going to, if if you're a person that shops in a GameStop all the time, and I think this is where people that haven't been in there a while and they get these bad experiences. If you don't go in there a while, the people don't know you. So they're going to talk to you as a person that they don't know. So they're going to talk and say, hey, what about getting this? Do you want to get um, you want to sign up for the membership card? Because they don't have a rapport with you. You know, but the more and more you go into the store, you'll start realizing that those people, they already know what you're in there to do. They'll just have regular conversations with you at that point. They won't try to push everything under the sun at you and stuff because they already know you're not interested. They may pick at you, you know, at a certain point i even pick at certain so uh, some customers like bro you cut you say you barely shop in here but you in here like once a month get this power up card so you can start saving on your games and then you know what sooner or later they do it but that's because i had I, i'm having fun with them at that point because i know them on a personal level when you don't shop in these stores and you're going from store to store and not really making one a home store. These people don't know you from a holiday shopper. So they're like, hey, well, let me talk to this person about the things that I think they need. It's just like everybody has their favorite store they like to go to. But if you're not visiting that store frequently enough for people to like know who you are, you're always going to feel like you're being harassed and asked the same questions over and over again because there's no rapport there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember the uh, what was it right after the 2013 Xbox E3, I went to go pre order my Xbox one at an EB games that's our GameStop in Canada. And I just had a terrible experience this one uh, girl there I was trying to pre order and she was like, Oh, you, you sure you don't want uh, PS4 because you know Xbox has this whole DRM thing. And I'm like, I go to her, I'm like, I'm interested in Rise, Killer Instinct, Dead Rising 3. Just right. let me pre-order the damn console, please. Yeah. Oh, that was so annoying. And those are people that don't know that stuff because it still shocks me that some guests up until like a couple of years ago thought DRM was a thing on Xbox. I was like, bro, that hasn't been a thing since... So it's never been a thing on the Xbox. They announced mm -hmm. it and they went back on it like three weeks later. But a lot of people still think that. So if customers think that what do you think associates they because they used to be customers and if they're not you know if they're not really familiar with the overall ecosystem like we are and being yeah. told that stuff's not there they're just going to go off the cuffs like i had people get mad at me because one of my associates true story one of my associates he wanted to buy spider-man and my associate asked uh he said i want to buy marvel spider-man and he was like uh what system you want to buy it on and he was like, it's only on PlayStation. And I was like, 
he got super mad about it. He's like, but your people don't know nothing. Spider-Man's only available on PlayStation. I said, well, technically it's not. The Spider-Man you're looking for is only on PlayStation, but there's Spider-Mans on other systems too. But that just lets you know how people feel about these pieces of plastic that are sitting underneath their TV. It's, a fa- it's, it's fine being a fan of something, but when you allow it to like literally ruin your judgment and call people out for the things that you think they're doing wrong, that's where I have a problem with it. <laughs> Forte, I have no problem with console wars, man. I love it. Oh, I love no, console wars fun. Console wars is fun, but when people want to attack other people for a console war on yeah. a personal level, that's where the problem is. Yeah. Console wars fun. I follow certain people just for the console war, like J-Dub. J-Dub makes my life so much fun. So fun just because I love <laughs> I know this is the thing. I know J Dub has a really good sense of humor, but I also know I, I'm more afraid of his his zealots than him. Because I know he's just pushing a narrative to have fun. But his zealots think he's for real about all of it. it, it it's kind of crazy. It, it, you know, it's just like, you know, just like the whole crap gamer stuff. You know, back in the day, everybody, like, crap's a terrible person. Well, no, crap's just pushing a narrative that he wants to push. It's the people that follow him that just blindly listen to whatever anybody says. Those are the people that really make the console war, you know, terrible. Because if you just sit back and think about it, you know, everybody wants to have fun in gaming. That's what gaming is. You know, talking about games, talking about how my system's better than your system. This is something that's been going on ever since Nintendo and Genesis. We're going back and forth with, oh, you got red blood and I got green blood. You know, this was before the Internet was a thing. So this is all so, happened. I had so much fun as a like back in the day, you know, big Sega fan. Seeing PlayStation, it's you know, yeah, it it was fun. It was fun, but but the internet made it worse because it gave everybody a voice. See, that's the thing. The people that were starting these conversations, like Tim Dog and Jada, you know, people like that that were starting these fun conversations back and forth. It was just fun because we were all friends with each other, and we was like, you know, it really doesn't matter. We're just you know picking fun that my system, you know, I feel like my system's better than yours. But once the internet started giving you a chance to have followers. Those followers are just listening to you and they're not doing any type of research on their own. And they're the ones that makes this thing super blown out of proportion. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. And uh, yeah, you know what, guys, like overall with this whole Microsoft and GameStop partnership, like we will, we still won't see the fruits until a couple of months probably from now. But, uh, you know, we never thought we'd see that. So uh Interesting times we're living in, to say the least. <laughs> if GameStop makes it through the generation, you know why. Put it that way. If they make it through this generation <laughs> well, and they are around when the next generation starts, that's because this partnership with Microsoft really truly helped them. I do well, I still I I think the my biggest thing is I think Microsoft is gonna Sony, I think, is still going to sell more systems just because they're the market leader when it comes to system sell. They have a bigger footprint and more people adore that platform for every reason. But this is the thing. I think Microsoft, even knowing they have something called Game Pass where you don't have to buy the system to play the games, I think they're going to sell a lot more systems this generation way more than people think they're going to sell i think they're going to be closer to that eight that 70 to 80 million than they were to that 40 or 50 this generation because a lot of people are going to start paying notice to that and it really comes back to the whole fact that 
a lot of people on PlayStation didn't feel like they had to own an Xbox this generation. That was Microsoft's fault because yeah. last generation they had the head start. People that normally would have bought a PlayStation didn't buy one day one because the price was too high and Xbox came out a year earlier. So that gave Microsoft a bump there. This generation, PlayStation gave them the whole, this is how you share your games. Microsoft shot themselves in the foot. And a lot of gamers bought PlayStations and felt like they never had a reason to buy an Xbox day one. You may have loved the games, but overall, 90% of the games come to both platforms. But this next generation, Microsoft has something that PlayStation doesn't have. At a certain point, there will be a critical mass where people are going to be like, man, all these Bethesda games are 70, 60 bucks on my system. Why won't I just buy an Xbox and get these things for freaking cheaper? And then you're going to go, and those people are, they probably don't want to buy PCs. They, they say PC isn't something I want. I'll buy a system. It's more of a self-contained thing. And that's where you're going to see Microsoft sell more systems. So I think that's where you're going to see critical mass for Microsoft take off. Not in the first couple of years. They're going to sell well. But once these games of these 23 studios start hitting the market, you're going to see an exodus of a lot of people buying both systems all over again. But yeah, but I think the thing to take away from this is from GameStop's perspective is number one, they're going to stick around Forte because of the not because of the Microsoft uh, partnership, but because, uh, you know, the next gen generation of systems that are coming on are going to rejuvenate uh, GameStop. That's well, yeah, they have disk drives. Yeah, as soon as they right. put disk drives in there, they're going to have them. You know, Nintendo. I don't think they're ever going to go digital only. I think they they no. they see the. I think Nintendo is one of those few companies that love seeing their games sold on eBay for three times the price. Because guess what? Even though a lot of people think that's a bad thing, why would you want to mm. see that? You're not making money off that. When Nintendo looks at it like, wait a minute, we already made our money off that sale. And guess what that does? When you see a game like um, a Nintendo uh, Super Nintendo Classic going for two times the price. That's keeps, Nintendo's keeps the name. Price up. It keeps the price, price up. up and it keeps Nintendo's name in everybody's mouth. So I yeah. think Nintendo will always be relevant because they're not afraid to say, we're cutting this off. We're, we're going to keep. They never drop the prices of their games. That's why their games always keep such a high retail price. Mm -hmm. Like Breath of the Wild has been out for four years <laughs> and has bucks. never <laughs> had a price drop. Never. Mm -hmm. I'm still so, amazed about that game. Breath of the Wild came out and they sold more retail copies than they were systems. Systems. Like still. <laughs> I still get to play crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely crazy. Um yeah, guys, it's just again, this whole Microsoft GameStop thing, it's just very I don't want to say unusual, but again, it's an interesting t thing for Microsoft and GameStop to do, but Hey, we'll find out and see what happens in the next couple of months, how successful everything is for them. Uh, I'm going to move this conversation this is, along, uh, guys. This is really good gameplay you have here, sir. Oh, I thank you. It's uh, re the Resident it's Evil fun. 3 remake. <laughs> I How see some pretty... I see some pretty. I'm watching. I see some pretty bad Resident Evil gameplay on people's podcasts before, <laughs> and this actually looks pretty. This actually looks really good. Well, you know why, right? Because I made a, co a couple comments that he didn't like, and he stepped his game up. I mean, that's oh, what happened. Oh, here we go. 
That's what I'm talking about. Hurry on, my Canadian. Hold the, hold, hold the boss hold the boss accountable. I got you. Well, I'm still waiting for you to uh, submit your uh, soda drinker pro uh, gameplay, Jeremy. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. But, uh, all right. Yeah, no, it, this is actually, it's a fun game. It's just, it, it's um, too bad it's so short, unfortunately. But, uh, guys, I'm going to move yeah. us along. And Microsoft has launched recently its global marketing campaign uh, for the Xbox Series X. And they shared their launch trailer titled Us Dreamers. And it features actor Daniel Kaluuya and shows us him, like, his gaming world and journey on the Xbox Series X with nods to Halo Infinite, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and, in my opinion, something kind of mysterious. I know everyone has an opinion on this ad, the trailer, but I'll kick this off with Tim. Tim Dog, what did you think of the ad? Did you like it at all? Yeah, I thought it was a catchy ad. I thought, um... Uh, if people are wondering if there's subtle, subtitle, um, sub, sub, oh, I can't even say it. Subliminal, like just like hints, subliminal yeah. message. No, not, 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 no, not subliminal message. Oh. Subtitle, like just like, like, like little cues or little, uh, you know, um, things like uh, hints. I do think knowing Xbox, knowing how uh, they are, uh, yeah, I think that there might be some games there, uh, that the, you, obviously we know Halo is in it, um, and then there's another thing, there's something in space, uh, there's, I, I would say there's a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, playmanship, I, I don't, you know, uh, they're, they're definitely, they're definitely, uh, I think hinting at something, or there's stuff that we could probably look back and say, uh, you know that that was this, but um, overall, I thought the message was good. I th- I, I liked it. Um, I, I obviously, I think we all want next gen gameplay. We want to oh, see yeah. Valhalla, and we want to see it played. So it wasn't that, but it's the start of their kickoff of their marketing uh, campaign. And um, yeah, I thought it was pretty catchy. I thought it was good, um, and I do think that there's a little bit of. Uh, you know, I think that they're teasing a little, and um, I, you know, I haven't asked about it, uh, but knowing them, like with Phil, you know, Phil had the the <laughs> the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox Series S mm-hmm. in his bookshelf while he went on interviews. Uh, yeah, I do think that there's there's stuff there that that probably we can look at. Maybe it was Starfield. Um, who knows? But. Uh, yeah, you know, for for the for the for the ad, I think it's pretty good. But um, I, and we talked about it pre, uh, you know, in the in the chat room. I know Jeremy was like it was okay, uh, but overall, I, you know, I thought it was pretty good. But you know, uh, I mean, we I just, want to see, yeah. see the next one gameplay. I, th- I think that's where we're at. I just think looking at it from a casual uh, consumer's perspective. You know, I thought it was just a poor launch trailer for Xbox, to be honest. Yeah, the trailer had Master Chief in it, but, you know, it didn't really reflect gaming and it didn't represent gaming. And now that I look at, you know, PlayStation with its message, you know, greatness awaits always. It's, their ads are really heavily focused on gaming and its characters. So now you have third party in those trailers, but you also have first party. And I think that resonates more with the casual gamer. 
Uh, I think if you're a hardcore, then you look forward to trailers like this. So I think they just missed the mark if you're uh, if you're a casual gamer. Uh, as for the video itself, I think it was really well done, really high production. <coughs> I and I really liked how the player morphed into the chief, basically telling smart gamers out there, "Hey, Xbox is so powerful, and these worlds are going to be so lifelike that it's going to make you feel like you're a part of the game." You know, so like a dream. You know, so I I just thought the overall message was not there for regular customers. You know, well, supposedly uh, they're going to be a bunch of these, so I, I don't yeah. think this is the uh, first one. And I agree with you. I think that they could have maybe uh, gotten a, a, a little stronger message out there. Um, particularly, uh, this stuff doesn't really. I'm not really interested in it. Um, you know, I'm more interested in uh, the game play sizzles and those type of things. And I and I hate to say it, uh, the Xbox community has some really talented people yeah. doing the same type of videos, and you're like watching them, and you're thinking they're real, and then you realize they're not. But they're right. done by just people like people on this podcast, and they're doing it for free. And the people that are doing it for a million bucks are getting outworked by the people that are doing it for free. So for me, it's like there's so many uh, things out there that, um, you know, uh, I, I actually think Xbox should look at that, like some of these these creators and, uh, you know, maybe even, you know, talk to some of them, maybe offer them a job because they, like, there was one that was recently done. Talk about uh, guys but- and geeks. You tweeted yeah, it. Tweeted yeah, it. Look yeah. That look good, yeah. like, you know, it's sometimes it's just, sometimes these people in these things, they have, they have meetings all day and they talk about the they <laughs> micromanage it and they make it too much and they miss the beat. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then, then you have a guy like that that just does it and it's like, it's amazing because... They're not overthinking it. They're just getting to the straight to the point, and they're making their point. They're not sitting at a table and having five people uh, talk about it and thing. Say, well, maybe we shouldn't have that, or we shouldn't have that. I mean, when you do that type of stuff, sometimes you lose, you lose, injury, and you know, you lose, you know, uh, you know, creative just, juices. Yeah, you just yeah. You're just you know, trying to hurt the process. Yeah, I, 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 I like the trailer. You know. I think maybe because I actually think on the level because I, I understand exactly what you guys are saying because right as and I'm in the same boat right now I don't want to see CGI trailer I want to see gameplay you know mm-hmm. we we want to see next gen gameplay so with that clouding the the uh, perspective right now when you see this trailer it's like come on man we understand that you're starting to ramp up on your marketing I, I just want to see you know when I see this before I see gameplay it kind of just feels like it's it's missing the mark if they would have already showed like Assassin's Creed and Cyberpunk gameplay running on the next gen systems I think a lot of people will have looked at this trailer like okay I understand what they're trying to go for here uh, I tried to dis- I tried to like you know, remove myself when it comes to that because I think the thing about this trailer, I think they're trying to tell a story about the whole, you know, power your dreams. Like mm-hmm. anything you see in a game, you can that's your reality. How mm-hmm. many of us, how many of us use gaming as an outlet to get 
everything that's going in our real lives completely out of our minds. You know, we dive deep into these things with our friends. That's why I think the very end of the trailer is very, uh, it's like the symbiote part of the trailer is when he looks up and sees the other girl on the other plane. Now, I may be thinking too much into it, but I think that just symbolized that you can dream of the things you want to do in these games because anything is possible when you own this system with the games that we're going to give you, but you're not alone. There's somebody else on that same path that you're on because of the mass, the, the, the big, you know, network that we have of Xbox live. You're never in this alone. There's always somebody else doing the same thing. You are dreaming about the next yeah. big thing. And I bring, think bringing those worlds together and absolutely. bringing those worlds together. And that's what I think that meant. But I also think they tried to do things like smart delivery. They showed you falling to the ground and you're in Assassin's Creed. And I think not I think they're doing a quick resume, like showing you how fast you can think about you're in this one game, and then within a blink of a second, you're your master chief floating through the space with this thing pulling the planet apart. And then you're transporting to another world where you're you're like around a whole but just a, a, a decimated city, and we don't know what that was or anything. Mm -hmm. But I think that was them trying to tell a story about the features Xbox has and what they're going for when it comes to, like you said, us dreamers. We're dreaming of the infinite possibilities the system can give you. But I also think this highlights a bigger problem, and this is where I agree with you guys. Microsoft ain't got nothing for us when it comes to first party this holiday. Halo was it. Halo, mm. all the marketing for Halo went out the window. The only reason they could have did they did this marketing piece is because of the things I said. It doesn't focus just on Halo. It focuses on the ecosystem of what Xbox is going to bring you as a gamer with everybody else. So they can still highlight Master Chief in the trailer because it's not just about Master Chief. I think everything you were going to see from Microsoft on a first party level line was going to be based on Halo because that was the killer app for Xbox this holiday. Yeah, mm -hmm, and yep. the fact that they had to burn that bridge this holiday lets me know that they have, they're scrambling to get anything out there. I think they're still going to do a great job, but it also tells me when they put out that press release, think about it, they put out the press release that they were canceling, not canceling, but they were delaying Halo. Within the next blog post, Phil Spencer went online talking about all of the things you're going to get with your system, because remember, every blog post up to that point talked about Halo, in-game pass, all that <laughs> stuff. All that stuff was in it, but now it turned into like, oh, you're going to get 400 plus games that's going to be backwards compatible to your system. You're going to get this. You're going to get that. That was that became the new message for Xbox, and they're still trying to find that spot that's going to help them get through this holiday. I think they're going to do it, but that's why a lot of people are a little bit down on what this trailer is because we haven't seen next-gen gameplay, and this was supposed to be shining moments for Halo, but they don't have it anymore. Right. You know, we're going to get it. We're going to get it at the end of the month. I I think um but what game you guys think is i think it's gonna be hellblade 2 i think they're gonna be. show off in next gen hellblade 2 what it looks like on the series x that's just my opinion mm, possibly i mean as far i well, mean as far as I, I know this much I can tell you this much. It takes three weeks to get somebody to make a demo from what I've heard. And what, what that means is they take the whole studio off of uh, producing the game and they make the demo. It takes about three weeks. Yeah, I, I spoke Bethesda, about this. Yeah, Right. But before Bethesda deal, I don't think that they could do it 
Now I think that they can do it. So I, I would like to see something from Hellblade or somebody like that. Just make an initiative and, um, you know, just make it happen like that. I think that uh, we, we're kind of owed it and it could shut everyone up because that's like the last thing that Xbox has to do is just kind of show like a next gen looking game. Mm-hmm. They should yep. show off uh, like uh, uh, Scorn and Medium a lot more. Because I mean, Medium finally got a release date for December, so it's going to be December tough. Yeah, um, I think yeah, and no that off kind of the new technology because it's only a next gen and PC game. So with mm-hmm. the dual running the world at the same time. Yeah, I think. Point. Yeah, I think Microsoft. The biggest thing for them is, um, like Tim Jones just said, with the acquisition of all these extra studios. The first thing I thought is they don't have to rush games out. But that don't mean they also have to hold back on the things that they could show people that would just get them, you know, like how the December event was when they showed just a Hellblade trailer and they announced the system. They didn't show gameplay. They just showed you what's possible in the next generation with the system. Now that we have these extra studios, they don't feel like they shouldn't feel like, oh, we got to hold some stuff to the vest because we don't want to show things too early. Well, you got 23 studios. You can show us five. You can show us two things coming out in the next couple of years from one of these studios and still have 19 other things that's going to, you know, buffer the next three to four years. So I do think Tim's right in that regard. With these Mm -hmm. acquisitions, they definitely should pull the trigger on something. Yeah. And really, there's still like some of their smaller studios that they have that we still haven't seen anything from like Compulsion, for example. They've been exceptionally quiet. They're definitely got something cooking up. I know yeah, Matt de- Booth said that at the end of that video. He's like, and I figured it'd be, it'd be before the X, uh, the Series X release that we would have another show. And he's like, well, some of our other studios, you didn't hear from us today. We're going to hear from soon. Mm-hmm. But nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe that's coming originally up. Originally, in- Originally, Initiative was supposed to show this year, so uh, and we know it's in a playable state because Drew Murray uh, tweeted uh, mm-hmm. that his daughter is playing it. Um, listen, I think overall, I think even Forte brought it up, uh, the Bethesda deal has enabled Xbox to be really creative, or they don't have to be... Like, like let's be honest, how much pressure was on Halo before Bethesda? So now, much. There was so much. So yeah. Now you can throw that out the window because next year Xbox is probably going to get Starfield and or Wolfenstein and or Forza or whatever. You just with that deal, uh, you you took a lot of pressure off, and now you could just like, yeah, you could take a team off and just say, hey, make a crazy demo for launch. And uh, we don't have to worry about losing a month or whatever because you got to ton of games coming and basically uh you know xbox is in the driver's uh uh oh yeah this deal and um it was exactly what like guys like jeremy wanted and and to be honest kudos to people like him that pushed for that because i was somebody who said it would never happen and uh you could just see even now i mean you know, when Phil talks about exclusivity and they say, you know, and, and Aaron mimics what he says, they just don't want to, what they don't want to do is they don't want to, they want this deal to go through and to be finalized. That is the first and foremost thing that they want right now as a company, Xbox. They want to acclimate all these 2,300 de- developers to Microsoft. And uh, not to get off subject, but um, just 
being that 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 gives them a lot of uh, leeway where they can mess around with these other studios and have uh, something. I, I think they should have something next gen. Yeah. You know, even if it's a day before launch, just have that game. You know, and when we talk about next gen, yes, medium is next gen, looks great. But what I think what people want is is that thing that just like like it really shows it off. And I think like Hellblade Two can do it, but it's gonna it would they would have to be put on it right now. Yep, Tim, I do think that uh, 2021 is gonna be Xbox's best year ever. Not in terms of just sales and whatnot but in terms of just what the company has from a gaming standpoint the game pad the future of game pass i think just everything is going to be coming together for xbox in 2021 i think fans are in for a real treat mm-hmm. no definitely 2021 is definitely shaping up to be an exciting year for xbox fans and the entire xbox ecosystem uh, presumably we got Starfield to look forward to, obviously Halo Infinite, and again, we don't even know, like, they must have other surprises in store for us, so hey, I'm just looking forward to it, obviously with this new trailer, you know, the power of your dreams, it's, it just, it does get us excited, and, um, yeah, we have a really bright future in store for us for Xbox, fellas, I will move on some to some other news and xbox recently announced that FanFest will be making a return however because of the current complications if you will uh it will be in a digital only form registration opens up october 12th so tomorrow and once registered you get priority access to events and experiences merchandise as well as other exclusive contests Fellas, I will put this open to whoever wants to go for it first. What do you guys think of them holding an all-digital Xbox fan fest? You know, I do think that, well, for myself and Tim and Megatron, I think we're the only ones to actually go to a fan fest event. I do think it's great that Xbox is doing a digital event for the fans. Uh, now people from around the world can interact and celebrate Xbox. I think it's just smart from a marketing perspective to do a digital-only event because you can reach so many people and make it special, you know. So um, I think it, if it's done right, but it's never going to replace uh, the experience, you know, going to FanFest. You know, Tim's been to all of them. I've been to the majority of them. Um, to meet the team that makes it happen and for them to make it, it just makes it extra special. And one great thing I will, I'll never forget was, you know, Tim was there, Southbound was there, and I think Doc was there too. We were just kind of hanging out. It was at the Mixer event. Tim, you remember this. And we're just eating and enjoying the festivities. And Larry, Larry Irv walks in, and he looks like, you know, he don't know what's going on. He's kind of like the the ugly duck at the party, but um, he just sits down and chats for about an hour. And um, you know, it wasn't even about gaming; it was just about life in general. And and it was those kinds of things I'll never forget. Or Tim remembers, you know, Casey's Irish Pub in downtown Los Angeles, where oh, we I meet was, up. Yeah. yeah, we met up with almost the entire Xbox Series X development team there. And um, you know we can. I think not, we could not talk. once every year. Yeah, every year we do that. Yep, yep. And 
I think we could talk about this now, Tim, but, you know, our date with Aaron one night, um, it's something I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Uh, and I think, you know, it's good to see that Xbox is doing a digital fan fest event for sure. They really do care about the fans. Like when people yeah. say, you know, this is like, you know, like Aaron took us out to dinner um, and that was just because he, you know, is he he likes us. We're friends. Yeah. And, you know, he took that out of his time. You know, we went there and, you know, he took us out to the, uh, what was the name of the place? Do you know the name? Do you remember it? Well, was it, it was uh, Espatia. It's a Mexican restaurant. And it was there was another Italian restaurant. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, well, we went to Espatia twice. We were going to go to the Italian restaurant and then it was too, too crowded. And then we drove through uh, Death Row, believe it or not, and then went. Uh, no. <laughs> It was a skid row. <laughs> skid row. Right? Skid row. Um, two years in a row, we we, um, we uh, drove to skid row. What was notable at that was is that the first year, it was like six blocks. And then. Yeah, they, the second, they actually moved it two blocks uh, yeah. over, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. It, was, it was crazy. But, uh, you know, it was pretty sad. But um, other than that, the food was like it was right outside of that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. oh, the, the best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. I mean, I, I couldn't believe I, I got this, this, they just Mexican food in, in California by far is, is just, it's the best in the world. Or, I mean, maybe Mexico is obviously better, but, um, this is, uh, in the United States is unbelievable. And, um, yeah, but it just, just goes to show that, you know, um, you know, they really do take the time out and they care about the fans. And to be honest, I'm very surprised about this. I don't yeah. understand what it is. I still, what, what, what is it? I don't know how it's going to be. Are we all going to just go on a Zoom call? Or what, does anybody have any kind of idea what the format's going to be? Because I get I asked, think, I don't know, but I, I, don't know, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I think they're going to release the details soon, but there is going to be for sure an event, some sort of fan fest event, mm -hmm. whether it's through Skype or it just it, there's different things that they can do with it. Yeah. Do you, know, do you so. guys think that this will coincide with uh, the rumored? There's supposed to be a rumored XO20 still going on. Uh, do you think that like we'll see something like kind of connecting well, there? No, I think th I think it's going to be separate. From yeah, that. but just yeah. just the whole thing with COVID, I think still is um, even though it's like lightening up a little. Um, I do think that uh, it's still uh, kind of um, negating events like that. Uh, it's all going to be virtual. Uh, yeah. I don't. I haven't heard anything about EXO. The last thing I heard about any kind of events was that it was pushed back until 2022, uh, 2021 of August. So, um, other than that, it's probably going to be virtual. Um, and, uh, you know, I think tomorrow we're going to get some, you're going to get some, you're going to get some kind of blog thing. Cause I think, uh, they have a buildup of each week. Uh, it might be the double, it's either going to be two things. It could be either three things. It could be, they're going to have the fan fest. They're obviously going to announce all that stuff, sign up. They're also going to have, uh, they're going to either do the double frame rates on BC enhanced games, or they're going to finally show next gen gameplay. Now, I don't think the next gen gameplay is going to be tomorrow. Uh, they might show Dirt Five and and and, and Medium, 
Uh, but uh, like the the real next gen, what I think what we're all really looking for, I think right. that might come later. But I think tomorrow, um, whatever the case is, around ten o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, around that time, uh, something will be put up. I think every Monday that they're putting something new up, uh, and, and you know, to build up towards launch. Yeah, I think this is a. Uh... This is a great idea to keep doing this. You know, I'm still upset that because I, I was actually I had my ticket and everything. I was going down with the Iron Lord, staying at the house with them. You know, trying to get I was gonna try to get in Fan Fest with you guys. So it, it was like this year is supposed to be like the year is like man, this is gonna be this is gonna be so cool. So you can experience all the things that you guys got chance to experience over the years and stuff that you went, and the fact that Microsoft still sees that. As uh, and Xbox still sees that as a as a pillar of what they want to do. Say, hey, we still want to celebrate our fans. You know, the people that you know breathe life into what we do on a day to day basis. I find that as a very amazing thing because you know we we always talk junk about you know people's like oh they don't don't you know don't go after say oh you love a piece of plastic and stuff like that. But no, it's not even about that. It's like I love the ecosystem. I love the promise of what the platform actually is. I went to the initial launch party in New York when they had launched the first Xbox in New York City in 2001. It was like incredible. A lot of Surge was drunk on those days. I got a chance to shake Major Nelson's hand that day. It was that was an amazing experience. And knowing that people got that taken away from them, you know, that type of experience this year sucks so microsoft is doing you know the right thing by saying hey it's going to be a digital event we're going to still showcase a lot of the stuff that we would have did there they're going to be giving things away to people there will be ways you can purchase tickets to certain digital events and still partake in things that you normally probably would have been able to partake in when it came to a um you know in-person meeting but yeah i think this is amazing i think it's cool i think um they understand how important the fan base is to them because let's be for real, the hardcore are the ones that's going to go out and buy these systems day one, but the hardcore is going to convince the casual fans to say, hey, man, this is the place you want to be. And the more people you get in that ecosystem believing that, the bigger that number becomes. And I think that's why Microsoft and Xbox are doing this, to basically just keep that train rolling when it comes to the fan-centric and consumer-centric um great things they've been doing since December last year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's cool what they're doing with the all-digital fan fest. I'm glad they're, uh, you know, still sticking with it. It hypes up a lot of the Xbox hardcore, and it's, it's just something fun and gets people sidetracked from a lot of the stuff that's going on. And, of course, right. with the... You know, the systems are just a couple of weeks away now, less than a month. Uh, you know, the, the Xbox comes out November 10th, I believe. Like, it just, yeah, it just helps with the hype. And uh, it's good that they're keeping up with this. I'm I'm glad that they're doing that. It's a lot of positivity, you know what I mean? It's, um, it's a good Absolutely. thing to see. So, yeah, just overall, very, very pleased to see them continuing on with it. And, yeah, I'm sure when we wake up tomorrow, there'll be some, some other news and... Who knows, guys? There'll be some other stuff to go on. But you know what, guys? We will move on here. And you know what? Over the past couple of weeks, there well, over the past week, there has been reports circulating that the Xbox Series X was running dangerously hot. And 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and a few outlets were even running with this. However, Xbox's Jeez. Aaron Greenberg stepped in to push back against those claims, even saying that the heat output isn't too far off from that of the Xbox One X. Even journalists like Tom Warren from The Verge stepped in on the matter. So, uh, you know, a lot of people were uh, pushing back on this claim. And I'm glad Microsoft kind of chi- you know, chimed in very quickly on this. But, Jeremy, I'll start with you here. Like, should we be concerned going into next-gen consoles with overheating? Because, to me, with <laughs> Microsoft and Sony, they seem to be putting a lot of emphasis and effort into the cooling of these machines. And they're just coming out saying, no, don't worry about this. We got this covered. Man, I love I love social media. Just look, the systems aren't even out yet. The true test is when, you know, millions and millions of units are sold playing on in different environments, withstanding the conditions, you know, just it's I think it's people deliberately pushing fake stories, either for clicks or recognition or whatnot, but also trying to change uh, certain viewpoints. It's almost like it's like it's weird. So, you know, it doesn't mean not to be skeptical because if you're skeptical, then you do research on it. I think after the rumors came out, you know, Xbox fans just started started researching it and looking for the truth. And then until Aaron obviously made the comments that he made. Um, yeah, Microsoft and Xbox had that ring of death invader, but um, which cost them, you know, a billion dollars. But companies like microsoft and xbox they learn from their mistakes from the past and i think Mm -hmm. uh you know just because of that they've created one of the most successful corporations in the world i promise you i promise every xbox xbox fan out there uh there's absolutely nothing to worry about because um you know the it's the these systems have been tested and just pounded through and just um, hours and hours, thousands and thousands, probably millions of hours of gameplay on them already before they release them to the public. I know we had David Preen on. He was talking about mm-hmm. the Elite controller and how you know how that got tested and the processes that took place you know when when it finally was pushed to retail. Well, the same thing applies here with the with the with the console. Now, now, so can you I know, add as for on to what you were saying, real quick, Jeremy. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I just want to say now the funny part is remember something David Preen talked about the failures of um, some of the elite controllers were because of people were using the controller in a manner that they never thought they would use it in. <laughs> and yeah. I and I'm thinking this is actually kind of be going to be the truth to be for the Series X and even the Series S that there is a lot of people out there and I work around them that totally mishandle electronics and put them in places you really shouldn't. And uh, for the first time, I think uh, console consumers are going to find out exactly how much heat some of these uh, graphics units can put off that PC gamers have always have already been dealing with. There's a reason why in certain PC builds, they actually have liquids that run through them to cool them. Right. Um, and so I actually think that there's um, a little bit of uh I, I don't want to use the term ignorance, but I think that there's just uh, some people out there that are just not used to a piece of equipment that actually puts this thing actually is pushing the boundaries of PC and you just don't shove this thing in a corner somewhere. So Centurion, I have my uh, my ex 
uh, my Xbox One X inside. You know, it's a TV stand. It's fairly enclosed. And I noticed, you know, you know, Montana, it's very cold here. And in the summer, it could be hot. So I noticed the change in environment once the summer hit. You know, my Xbox was running and it got hotter because it was, you know, the environment was hotter at that particular time. And when it's cold, it doesn't, it's not as loud. It's not as uh, apparent. But, so here right. in the desert, you know, it gets like 120 some degrees. So, right. you know, we actually have to use AC heavily. But um, as a result, I actually store my consoles. I have an, you've seen a photo of it. It's an all glass entertainment center. Like yeah. literally, um, all my consoles are sitting on around three sixteenths of glass. Um, everybody always talks about, you know, knock on wood, how about how PS4 Pros can get loud. I've never heard the secondary fan on my PS4 uh, Pro kick in because it's actually on a thin piece of glass. Um, and the funny part is the AC vent is right above all the glass. So mm -hmm. my consoles are actually cooled by my AC. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, play uh, Final Fantasy Remake or Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Come back. No, I, no, actually, you know what the funny <laughs> part is? I will actually go out and do that deliberately just to find it. Because I've heard people say, dude, the PS4 Pro sounds like it's going to take off. I will say it is noisy, but I had one of the, the PS3 Super Slims. And I'm going to be up front. That's the console that made me hate PlayStation. That thing was the loudest POS, and that little sliding door on top would rattle when the second fan would come on. Oh, dude, you didn't want to be in the same room as that console. <laughs> I feel like people <laughs> totally did not watch that video where Digital Boundary took apart the uh, Xbox Series X, and they're saying, look at the back of this thing. It's all crammed in there. There's no airflow. Um, hello, the whole chassis that it's attached to has airflow vents <laughs> Dude. It has a vapor chamber, which is more efficient than the one, uh, what, heat sink size yeah. inside that. PS4. Yeah, like like you're going to know more than Microsoft. Give me a break. Oh, dude, I uh, like how he said heat sink. <laughs> Everybody's all worried about these consoles getting hot, especially the, uh, the Series X. When uh, a dude over in Japan pulled out the world's biggest effing heat sink I've ever seen in my <laughs> damn life. Oh my Man, god, I, th that, that, dude could, was that huge, dude could use bro. that thing as a weapon in certain situations. <laughs> yeah. A more efficient uh, heatsink because it has a vapor chamber. They had to make yeah. it that make it as efficient. Yeah, they had to make it that big to make it to make it work like a vapor chamber, yeah. They, and they yeah. have a fan in the, in the Xbox. That's a, um, I think it's a blower fan in the PS5, someone was saying, and then the one in the, yeah. uh, forget which, which it's, what it's called, but it's usually supposed to be quieter than blower fans right. um, and better or uh, like more efficient, but we'll I, see. I think it's shockly. I think it's safe to say that we're going to get an amazing piece of technology for 500 bucks. Oh dude. I just, I just tell people to stop putting their systems in their closet and they'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 I, 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 I got so agitated looking at those <laughs> because me being a person that plays a lot on PC and on console, I, I get it. It's like it to me. It, it makes it's like fundamentally, it just makes sense in my mind. When I first saw, like when we all first saw the design of the uh, Series X at in December at um, the Video Game Awards, a lot of people were like, "Man, I don't know how I feel about the design." I said day one, 
I'm good with it because that design is all about functionality over style. They are mm-hmm. going for a functionality look for the system because right. they just want to make sure the system is cool and they're throwing a bunch of stuff in there that's going to literally push the boundaries. And what happens when you cram a lot of components into a small form factor case? It gets hot. And when it gets hot, you have to do something to cool it. And guess what? If you look at the at the anybody that doesn't know, you can go to Xbox's um, media page on Xbox or Xbox Wire. Click on it, and there's a whole bunch of trailers there that show you exactly how the system is being cooled through video for people that just can't pay attention. So you literally watch all the air get sucked across all of the components and gets dispelled through the top. That's how it works. Air that goes in that's cold to room temperature gets hot as it goes across all the components. That's how you cool components. And it gets dispelled <laughs> through the top. It's, oh, and it's simple. Listen. This this just in, guys, breaking. Um, you know, hot air rises. So it, hot air <laughs> yeah. look, 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 hot air rises, and guess what? Everything that's hot, it's hot for a reason. And the reason you Cool it is by pushing air through it. The, the thing, there's another thing. I have my PC sitting next to. We all have our PC sitting next to us. When's the last time you seen a PC case sitting inside of a cabinet at a PC desk? When's the last time you yeah. seen it? I've never. I don't. Dude, like, the people at my work put those things on a floor in the corner underneath their desk, and it drives me absolutely, absolutely nuts. nuts. It's like you would never throw, and these things are efficient at cooling. Like, let's be, I even in my video I made, I even gave people some of the benefit of the doubt and said most PC gamers understand cooling. That was a dang lie because there's a lot of people out there that have these cases and don't realize what airflow is. But the the prop, the purpose of it is literally these giant cases we have for our PCs. They're meant to push air through like a lot of big space to keep everything cool. These systems are a quarter of the size, not even a quarter, a tenth of the size of most of these PC cases. And the reason the PlayStation, a lot of people look at that and say, oh, it's a better design. It's better this. It's better that. Well, they're going, like you said, with a giant heat sink that they're trying to mimic what the vapor chamber does. And that's what they had to do to get the surface air tension to be low enough in order to make it function the way it works as a vapor chamber the other thing is they have a cpu that is overclocked all the hell that's why the fan is so huge in that system this lets me know that the rumors of this playstation supposed to be coming out in 2019 are kind of true because they they yeah. literally re they remanufactured their system in one calendar year because they they got wind of what Microsoft was doing and they was like yo we gotta go back to the drawing board and we gotta do something because it was rumored that PlayStation was trying to come out a year earlier but then they got wind yeah. of what was going on at Microsoft they had to redesign everything that's why the disc drive looks like it was an afterthought I think the X I think PlayStation Five was going to be a dis uh, a discless system that's why it's sitting on a platter plate. And it looks like it's just sitting in free motion Mm -hmm. and everything else around the system. But when it comes to the heating element of the system, things get hot when you have them in confined spaces. This is going to be the first generation where you're literally going to have to think about where you place your console. Don't put it in a dark corner where it's getting suffocated like I saw all of these people on YouTube doing with the exception of people like Tom Warren and them that actually had it sitting on a desk where it looks like it could just breathe wherever you put it at. 
You know, I do. Well, I do like. Uh, sorry, Tim. I do like. I just want to say, I do like the design. It, it didn't catch on to me. You know. Well, I love the design. The design yeah, is awesome. It, it's very modern. Go ahead. Tim. It looks like sorry. a fridge. It looks yeah. like a refrigerator, but it's fine. Yeah, it, it definitely. It, you know, listen. I think this is what happened with this. You basically had three weeks of Xbox having unbelievable news. Um, you've had a lot of good news. You've had people really floored with Bethesda deal. And this was the chance that the people who don't like Xbox could get their chance to try to manufacture, uh, you know, something that was going to be horrible for Xbox. And uh, listen, I, I saw it. Yeah, it was annoying, but I knew exactly what it was. Yeah. The usual suspects were pushing this. The memes came out. Um, you know, anybody that was really, you know, that has a, a, an understanding of this, Jazz, Gaming Forte, Tom Warren, people understanding uh, thermodynamics, uh, you know, of how of how this stuff works and um, knowing Xbox and how they would never make the same mistake twice uh, with the 360 era. Uh, you know, I was not concerned at all. I just felt right. that that was this was just an outcry of basically Xbox getting too much positive stuff, and they have this has to you know we got to throw water on this. And um, yeah, I, I, it was definitely overblown. It's not going to be an issue. Uh, this is going to be tested. It will be tested by Digital Foundry. They'll have some, uh, you know, they'll some they'll have. Uh, I think everything is going to come out. Uh, like I told everyone, you just wait for the professionals to really test it before if you if you're really worried about this. Um, obviously, you have to use your head. You don't throw you don't throw a blanket, uh, a, a towel under it, or you don't throw it in the corner. You don't put it in the suffocating spot. You use uh, you know use your you use your best common sense when you put the system. Uh, where you're going to put it. And uh, as far as uh, the rumors of the 2019, uh, I think that that is definitely true. I've heard from many people, uh, people that are in the know, people that have, uh, you know, uh, direct knowledge of, 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 of Xbox and stuff and stuff like that, that, uh, that, that they, they, uh, they think that the 2019, um, and a lot of people, Think the 2019 uh, rumor or the the uh, the that rumor is true, and I think that you'll really know when this rumor is true when it comes uh, apparent that one is RDNA full RDNA two, and the other isn't, um, because uh, you'll you know you'll you'll see that one has a full feature set and the other doesn't. And the simple yeah. reason why is because one was manufactured a lot earlier. Uh, it, it is still a rumor. Um, nobody has said um, that that it's definitely, you know, it's just, you know, people have, you know, I've talked to many people, um, journalists, people that that have, uh, you know, a really good idea of this stuff. And, and they think that that's true. Um, and they probably did reverse course and they went with this kind of cooling. I think it's pretty cool. Cool, cool. No, I think it's it's amazing. It's a really good build. Uh, comparatively to Xbox, I think that Xbox got nailed it with the uh, with the SSD for the fact that I don't want to open my console. Uh, oh, I can and, and, and I will do it if I have to. But for the general consumer, I mean, listen, you uh, 
uh, gaming forte. How are you going to explain that to a customer? Exactly. In exactly. Oh, they, they, I'm going I'm to provide a service to them for fifty nine ninety nine to put their hard drive in for them. Right. Or they, <laughs> I'll be like, here, here's my phone number. Call me. You're gonna have to deal with. You're gonna have to. No. Yeah. Know. People don't even know how to change a PS4 hard drive, and it's simple. Yeah. It's, exactly. Um. So uh, overall, like I said, the, the whole heating thing was just overblown. We know everything at this time gets overblown. Uh, remember yeah. the developers, uh, the, S, the, the Xbox Series X is, is going to hold back developer uh, development. It was hot and heavy. Yeah. We don't, we're yeah. not talking about it now. Nobody thinks we're talking about it. So uh, and, and you see the, the system's doing 120 on Falconeer and uh, all this stuff. So uh, it just it's just all pre-launch banter, and uh, you'll get more of it. There'll be another. We'll be talking about something next week. So yeah, um, the one I've been wanting to kind of. I just wanted to add on one thing about the PS4 design when it came to its cooling solution. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that's kind of flying under the radar. I've read a couple articles on it. Um, at least Downer might see where I'm going with this because it's kind of funny. He's he understands the retail world. I'm in it, even gaming forte. Um, the liquid metal cooling solution is a really cool idea. The only thing I'm concerned about um, in the long run is um, I hope Sony has dialed it in on how they're going to package them because um, if the the capsule that the liquid metal is actually kept in is actually let's just say you know your average amazon worker you know kicking around a box if that capsule is ruptured that liquid metal actually spills out onto the board and will actually short the board and cause a fire well that too other fun stuff um and and that's one thing that we all talked to david green David Preen talked about the, the first runs of the Elite Ones coming out about how he actually had to design a foam block that would go in there that would support the controller because actually yeah. things were getting kind of messed up. And mm-hmm. I just really hope that um, Sony has dialed that in because I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but um, this isn't to nobody at GameStop or any business or even like Amazon. But you do have employees that are pissed off that are going to be kicking these things around in <laughs> back rooms um, because they're going to be in plain unmarked cardboard boxes. It's not going to say careful PS5 inside. Um, and there is going to be probably situations where people are going to have uh, probably some unusual things happen as a result of this liquid metal leaking out. I'm just saying I'm seeing this as a potential problem for them in the long run if they haven't dialed in their shipping solutions, like when it comes to packaging the console from anything like that happening. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I think uh, going back to what Xbox is doing with their heating solution, I think a lot of people forget that this isn't the first time they use a vapor chamber. They used it in the Xbox One X, and they basically had a whole three to four years to refine the way that they build their systems with that. Let's re- let's think about it. The X is smaller than the Xbox One S. It's just heavier. The components are more tightly packed inside of that system, so it's not like they're not used to already working in confined space when it comes to the cool 
pooling that they're doing across the board. The only difference is the uh, the Series X is actually standing upright and it's more compact and squeezed together, where the X was a flat system and they had to had the solution going that way. So I think over the course of the last half of the generation, they found a way to basically uh, engineer that to be even better to pack that stuff into a smaller space. That's why I have a lot of confidence that yeah, the system's definitely going to get hot. It's supposed to. If it doesn't get hot, it's probably a problem. That means it's not it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. You wouldn't put your hand on top of a vent when it's expelling heat that's like hotter than 60 to 70 degrees per second because that's what these systems are going to be doing, especially once you get to the point where these games are really pushing the systems when you talk about ray tracing and pushing higher frame rates and everything. That's going to be something that's going to be um, something to monitor, but I have faith in them because this isn't their first time doing this with a vapor chamber. They did it with their last system compared to what Sony's doing. And I don't think the liquid metal thing will be a problem, but I do know that is one of the downsides to having liquid metal in your system. You know, it it basically keeps it very cool, but that thing, that liquid cannot touch any other components outside of what it's touching because it can cause a hazard that you definitely don't want. So, it's a lot of things to consider on both sides of it, but I have a lot of faith in what Xbox is doing because this is their first time using the cooling solution that they're using right now. Mm-hmm. And if you touch your Xbox one, it's toasty. If it's in standby, oh, absolutely. Right now, it's pretty warm and toasty inside my console, and it stays whisper quiet, and it uses the same vapor chamber. It's all compact. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> And your system, and people don't realize your system will, it does have the capability of when it gets super hot, if it gets to the point where you're choking it off from air and heat, it will shut itself down to protect itself. They do have that fail safe in the system. That's why a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, I'm getting this error on my Xbox, you know, when on the, on the, the units that they sent out that I forget what the error code was, but they were getting that because they had them in confined spaces that wasn't allowing it to breathe more. And that was a system saying, Hey, I'm going to turn myself off because I'm not getting enough proficient airflow going through the case to stop it from overheating. So the system's going to cut itself off to stop itself from being hurt anyways. Yeah, and they said that picture was from the 1X and not the Series X. So oh, they, they did say it was from a 1X? Well, j- just imagine what the 1X did. The Series X is going to do the same exact thing. If it if it see, mm-hmm. if it feels like it's overheating, it's going to shut itself off to save itself. It's not like the 360, which mm-hmm. would... Which oh, cook itself? ...that hot, but it, the yeah. board that was in it was cheap enough that it would flex, which would yeah, break exactly. soldering, and then that's when you would get that air. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, I have to ask, uh, I can't remember if you mentioned this earlier. Rick Payne asks, uh, Tim, any news tomorrow coming? Uh, yeah, there'll probably be something as far as um, a blog post or usually um, they every Monday uh, up until launch, I think they're going to have something. Uh, I'm hoping it's the double frame rate uh, backwards compatibility. Uh, there's, I think that they're saying they're going to have next gen gameplay of Dirt Five and, uh, or it's rumored and uh, Yakuza. Um, Yakuza, right? Which um, you know really is not what I think we want. Uh, Valhalla or Cyberpunk, I think that's mm-hmm. preferred. But you might get that, and you might get the the backwards compatibility news. 
with the double frame rates and uh, I would say around 10 o'clock. Just you know, be uh, just just be aware, be around, check check the uh, Xbox wire. Um, every week up until launch, they're gonna have some type of stuff. They're gonna probably have the uh, fan fest information. Um, nothing too big. No no uh, take two acquisition tomorrow. Mm, very very interesting. Nothing too crazy. It's just gonna no be like you know. I mean, I have somebody in my my in my thing like. Saying let's get take two, let's dream, like let's blow. You know what I mean? Come <laughs> let's on. dream. You got Bethesda, buddy. Just like, like, come on. Yeah. Chill out. We got to let the let the wallet cool off a little bit if first. Xbox, mm-hmm. If Xbox got take two, we got a problem because now you got <laughs> a stu a, 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 a freaking publisher. The Xbox would have almost half. You know. Well, it's becoming <laughs> that become too much. Yeah. You know, it's, Tim, what are you have. talking about? It's not too much, buddy. Come on. <laughs> That's a full on. No, they, if they made all the, they would. I mean, that would be. No, I don't know. That would be too much for me, to be honest. Tim, uh, that just, would not be too much. You'd be like that. Like, whoa, we just took Grand Theft Auto no, away from PlayStation. I, no, I mean, listen. The, the, I am firmly in the belief that if they put their games, uh, the Bethesda games on PlayStation, they're morons, and they they're will not going to. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to do that either. Um, maybe Zenimax online game, maybe something like that. Stuff that's uh, already but, there will be there, but yeah, not new stuff. But right now they're in, they're in such a strong position. They're in a position of power. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about Sony, and Sony definitely has unbelievable games. But you look at Xbox, you you, you have more games coming. You have more triple A's coming uh, than Sony, and I think maybe one or two studios you can share it up and say we're done here. Xbox is almost five thousand developers. Uh, you know, I, listen. I just don't think you can get to the point where if you keep buying up studios and you make it exclusive, uh, you know, you just run the risk of it. Uh, you know, just being. You know, uh, the worst. The worst thing that could happen as a fan is, is like, let's say Xbox did buy Take Two, and then Google got pissed off and they bought Ubisoft. And then, uh, you know, uh, another third party gets snatched up by Amazon. You don't want your games exclusively all over like that. Mm-hmm. You kind of want the third party presence there. Uh, it's a great thing that they're, uh, you know. Well, it's a good it's thing. It's nice to have. Oh, no, I was just Go saying ahead. it's a good thing that uh, Microsoft Studios did come in, though, with uh, Bethesda, because apparently EA was uh, trying to get involved in that. And, uh,. I don't know. I think I'd rather have Microsoft get uh, Zenimax and EA any day. So, yeah. well, I know I know there were definitely suitors, but I I I've heard that that uh, the people like Todd Todd uh, Howard and and uh, people big people at at Zenimax and Bethesda wanted Xbox, and they actually you know uh, reached out to some people at Xbox when the deal was being done, and you know made sure people staying and stuff like that. Like, uh, uh, if it was EA, uh, you know, I, I don't think that would be good. I think it's the Xbox is a great destination for them. And again, we talk about this is three weeks later. It's the, the move that made X, you know, Xbox going to lose MPD the first two, two months or three months because they're allocating all their, their, uh, their, their consoles globally. Uh, they're not putting most of them in one area. They're they're doing that, but I could definitely see Xbox really gaining momentum this gen. And 
Um, you know, I think Gaming Forte talked about it. There's going to come a time, you know, it's like when I talk to people at, at Xbox and, and we talk about stuff like this, this is when the time comes when the when the father of Timmy and the father the mommy of, of of Jimmy or whatever, they know what Game Pass is and they can they can conceive of what that happens and and how that's all a kid will need. When that time comes, that's when Game Pass is really gonna start to like really even though it's jumping off now, but when it becomes mm-hmm. common sense to the ca- casual that it's like a Netflix service you know, and and people, the people like Gaming Forte and 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 the people of, uh, that are selling this stuff uh, with for Microsoft and, and Microsoft themselves, once they get that word out and, and and there's an understanding there and it just becomes common knowledge, uh, yeah, I can really see Xbox really. Uh, I think this gen they're going to really do well. I I don't like somebody said 40, 40 million or fifty million. It's going to be more like eighty. Right. They might not sell a PlayStation Five, but they're going to make they're going to make a ton of 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 money. They're going to make a ton of sell a ton of consoles, and they're going to they're most definitely going to have the most active monthly users. Um, I would say in the next two years they'll they'll eclipse that. But um, yeah, you know they're they're on the they're they're on the trajectory up. They went through a real tough gen, and uh, I just you know it's just happy times for Xbox fans that stuck it through. And, um, you know, just, just uh, you know, didn't leave and started bashing people, saying Phil should be fired. Yeah, there was some rough times, but with the Bethesda deal, I, th- I think it's safe to say that they uh, they kind of shored up everything. There's not much uh, else that they can do. They got the most powerful console. They got, um, a, you know, arguably the best game lineup. Uh, they have the best gaming service with Xbox Game Pass. Um, they have X Cloud, which is getting better and better. Uh, you know, it's just uh, everything's falling into place. And you know, Tim, with that Zenimax deal, I think they've you know they're close to solidifying themselves as the Netflix of gaming, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, they need that one extra large studio, to, um, you know, to maybe cross that finish line, but they're pretty damn close to it right now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Oh, absolutely. If they could go after, if I had to think of places that they could address in their lineup, that I mean, they already have all kinds of really, really good developers that can do stuff right now with the talent that they have. But if I had to address somewhere in their lineup, I would say that they would. They still need to address that. Um, you know, maybe go get a like a from software or just you know some kind of another Japanese developer that could really help them in that area. So, but all right, guys, moving on to the last topic of the evening, and I swear this battle between Microsoft and Apple just it won't go away, and we've already touched on it like for the past few weeks, but it just it keeps kind of heating up and a few days ago xbox had phil spencer stated in a meeting with employees that microsoft is planning to bring xbox game pass to apple platforms targeting 2021 for the potential release of a direct browser based solution he even goes further stating that we absolutely will end up on ios so pretty confident there 
so Microsoft is, again, they're adamant about getting Xbox Game Pass onto the Apple App Store. Now, Centurion, I know that you've been on top of Microsoft's xCloud initiatives and this whole battle just going on between Apple and Microsoft. Is this a clever move by Microsoft to kind of bypass Apple's policies? Oh, hell yeah, it's a clever move. They're going to be following right in line, right behind Amazon. I think I was curious on as soon as I heard Amazon was going to do it, I proclaimed I was like, nope, they're not allowed to be on the app store. They can't be on the app store. The rule there is more than one rule that forbids a service like xCloud existing on the app store, at least the Apple app store. And I was like, there's no way. And then I found out it's a browser workaround. And I'm just like, why would you? create a browser workaround you're just opening the gateway for another company to use that same workaround and lo and behold i was like dude you got microsoft in the background right now just looking for a workaround and you might as well have just given them a freaking powerpoint presentation on how to get around the apple store and they're doing it i think it's awesome i think it's funny um, I'm very curious on what Apple's going to do because now they've opened this up for other companies to do this. Basically, oh, but browser base it, you know, you don't got to use the App Store anymore. And that's where um, I wonder if Apple is going to do something to start trying to uh, make this a little more difficult for companies to actually work around the App Store. And, uh, and that's where I actually liked uh, what else you sent me, Invader. Was that code of ethics that Microsoft is, has developed? <laughs> that that the Ten Commandments of being a software developer on the Microsoft Store, and I was just like, "Oh wow, this the, this actually just flat out mm -hmm. totally tells everybody that hey, uh, Microsoft is the best place to be if you're a software developer, whether it's gaming, creating apps, or anything, because Microsoft basically." Uh, wants it to be like a free market system with, you know, you're not going to be held down just because they're a giant corporate conglomerate. And uh, I'm very curious what the in the long run on what Apple's going to do, because uh, Apple's been a very big company for a very long time. And uh, everybody always talks about walled off sacred gardens. Um, I think uh, Apple's got the biggest one. And I'm very curious on if they're just going to continue allowing people to somehow circumvent rules that they were proud of and or are they going to put their foot in their mouth and decide to start trying to uh, stop companies from doing this mm -hmm. absolutely i just find the whole battle between them just very i don't want to say exciting to watch but it's just very interesting the way that i think well i think the battle's interesting Sorry, I wasn't trying to interrupt, but oh, like, no, let's look at the battle right now. Like, honestly, we got Apple over here putting up a fight. Microsoft has been doing a good job of poking the bear, but it's like they're not even the one, you know, taking the main swings at Apple. They're over here in the background, like goading Epic Games. They're like that guy in the background of fight going, <laughs> "Yeah, kick his ass, get him." Yeah, and, and they've got Epic Games actually trying to take the bigger swings at Apple right now. Yeah, I think, I think this. I was wondering why ball companies didn't do it. this. Is this isn't new? This is something that's always been there. I always, the only problem like that, like people wonder like why Epic doesn't do this too because you can go through the browser base and just completely skip by, I the the IAP um, 
an initiation when it comes to like in-app purchases and stuff. You can do that through the browser. The only difference is if you have an app that's in the app store, you can't um, you can't just go to a launch page for a website that's against their terms of services. If you have an app in the app store, it ha- if you want to do like in-app purchases, you have to go through the uh, you have to go through the Apple ecosystem. They won't let you go to a website. So what they could do is because I do this for super chats when I'm on my phone. I don't go through because I have an Apple phone. I go through the browser. I'll log in through the browser. It's extra work for me, but I rather. The person that I'm super chatting YouTube already takes the 30%. I don't want Apple to take another 30% on top of that. So that's like of my $5, the person I'm super chatting to is only getting $2 or a dollar. I never thought about that. The 30% gets double stacked twice. I never thought about that. Yeah. So I don't. So when I super chat through my phone, I go to the browser and do it. Like I'll pull up Chrome on my phone, go log into my YouTube account, turn on desktop mode. And literally just super chat that way. That way, uh, only YouTube gets the 30% because you're doing it through the browser. You know, that's like a nice little life hack that for anybody that doesn't know. The only difference is mm. Apple just makes it easy for you because all you got to do is double tap the side of your phone and it automatically charges for the super chat. You know, you don't have to do anything. It's all about, you know, ease of use. And that's what Apple's going after. That's why Microsoft with this workaround is a genius because... If you're doing it browser-based, you're basically doing it like Stadia does it on any browser. And now it doesn't have to be behooved to any just phone. It could be Chromebooks. It could be anything. Anything that has a browser-based function, which is pretty much every piece of technology, you can have xCloud on. So it's not going to just stop there. But yeah, that's a nice little life hack if you guys didn't know that. They do. They double stack it. So Apple takes 30%. YouTube takes 30%. So that means 60%. That means 60% of your $5, which is like $4 of it, is going somewhere that you don't want it to go. So um, do it through the browser next time. It, even if you – this is the best thing to do. Even if you um, even if you still want to watch through YouTube, like the YouTube app itself, because that's, that's the more enjoyable experience, just log into Google – your YouTube account on the browser just when you want to super chat. And when you want to super chat, just switch. It's super chat real quick, then go back to the browser. And then all your money goes to the person you wanted to go to minus the 30% that YouTube takes. Because this is something that a lot of people have been doing for a while. It just hasn't caught on you know, with the bigger, with the bigger people yet. Thanks for telling us, Invader. Good job. <laughs> yeah, no worries, Jeremy. No worries. Just thought it, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah just an interesting little battle going on between microsoft and apple uh i like seeing microsoft getting creative like this obviously amazon uh caught on and uh, probably more companies will as well just yeah i i really i'm really having a fun time just watching this happen with them but uh, yeah just an interesting little bit of news that keeps popping up it's always entertaining but uh i think on that note guys uh after all said and done we will start to head off now and get to the intros but honestly just a really fun and informative chat tonight we touched on microsoft and gamestop uh forming a business partnership xbox fan fest going digital and just so much more going on in the industry and i gotta say a big thank you to everyone that tuned in and joined us tonight 
lots of activity in the chat as per usual love the positivity fellas and also don't forget to drop a like for the show share it out and subscribe to keep up to date on all txr shows now let us get to the outro starting with our guest gaming forte bud it was a wonderful time having you on again it's been way too long where can everybody find you at Oh man! It, first of all, it's always great being here with you guys. Uh, you know, I like listening to you guys um, on all the different places you guys are from here on Twitter, just going back and forth, and you know, Tim on RDX. It's it's always a great time listening to all you guys. But outside of that, it's Gaming Forte everywhere: YouTube and Twitter, Xbox Live, PlayStation Network. So if you want to get down and play some games or just have conversation about the stuff that's going on. Hit me up there. Um, we got the Damage Per Second podcast, DPS podcast, every Tuesday, 9 p.m. And uh, definitely, you're probably going to go to RDX first, but come check us out after RDX, of, of course. And um, Brat Podcast every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. on Enrique Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. So check us out there, too. You guys have a great week, man. Really appreciate the uh, invite. Oh, of course, buddy. You're always uh, you're always on the list of people to call. So uh, we definitely get you on sometime again in the near future. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. Now moving on to the TXR regulars. I'll start off with Centurion, but very insightful chat. Good stuff. Where can everybody follow you? Oh yeah, it was another great TXR episode, man. I had fun tonight. Um, Anybody interested, be sure to follow me at Centurion1307 on YouTube, Twitter, and Xbox Live. I also kick it right here every Sunday night on TXR. And you can find me on the Shop Podcast with PTK Blam and the rest of the crew every Saturday night. And be sure to like and subscribe everyone else here because they are all amazing individuals, including our guest gaming forte. Appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. I uh, highly recommend checking out his content. There is links below to Gaming Forte and his channel, so definitely uh, definitely subscribe to him for some really good videos. All right, next up, Tim. Awesome show tonight. Where can everybody find you at, bud? You can find me xCloud Dog on Twitter. Great show. Gaming Forte killed it. He was uh, on fire tonight uh, with a lot of uh, really good stuff, stuff that really added to the show. Uh, happy to have him uh, on the show. Great show. TXR really coming in good. Um, we've been playing. Uh, the only thing I've been playing, you know, you didn't ask. I, I played uh, Finnish Mafia, uh, the definitive edition. And I have to say, excellent game. Story is like 9 out of 10. Gameplay is like maybe 8 out of 10. But overall, i give it a 9 out of 10. Just uh, unbelievable graphics uh, and worth the money, that trilogy. Um, other than that, uh, see you next week. Great show and great people. Awesome, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I can vouch for Mafia Definitive Edition as well. Beat it recently. I should have a review up for that, hopefully, uh, within the next week. Uh, good game. Definitely a good game. Uh, Jeremy. Jeremy. Definitely great show tonight, bud. Uh, loved uh, a lot of the input that you put in. Where can everybody follow you? Yeah, first off, uh, Gaming Forte, thanks for showing up, man. Appreciate the uh, the commentary. Good job. Um, you. you can find mm-hmm. me on Xbox at Downer Space J. You can also find me on Twitter, and that's going to be Lone Master Who uh, zero seven. And you can find me on Play- the PlayStation Network. It's Green Knight. 
0-7. All right, gentlemen, uh, appreciate your time. It was a great show, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks to all the uh, the people in chat and everybody out. Peace. Totally. Uh, moving on, Eric Shockley. Hey, some good, uh, definitely some good commentary, buddy. Where can everybody follow you? Yep, like always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live. But yeah, good show today, good topics. See you later. All right, short and sweet. Uh, and of course, Megatron, he was here earlier, but he had to uh, take off early. Uh, you can find all his information down below in the description. And I'm Invader. You guys can follow my content on YouTube over at Invader Gaming. And, of course, I'm on Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Fantastic show tonight, guys. And we cannot wait to talk to you all next Sunday. Hopefully there will be more news to uh, follow throughout uh, this next coming week. We will catch you later, guys. Have a good one.